0: A lot of reaction to Peter King being outside walking his dog in Brooklyn, Ron, with sirens. (laughs) Somebody said, I can't laugh because of my chest again, but somebody said, I think Donnie Football said it sounded like he was digging out of a cave. (laughs) Other people had a ton of different reaction, but I think we heard enough there that, wow, we could spend the rest of the show talking about that. We haven't really even gotten into the game yet. Here's the story, though, and it was going to be the story anyway, but Mike Tomlin made it more the story. Mike Tomlin, with the way that he walked off the podium dramatically at the end and refused to answer a question about his future, the same question that every coach, every athlete gets in the final game of a season when there's any doubt about their future. And the reason that there's doubt, the primary reason, is because people, at least one of them who's very close to Tomlin, Jay Glazer, won't shut down such speculation and in fact are fueling it. So sometimes you just got to stand there and answer the question. Of course, this made good morning football this morning and so did Ron, by the way. So what you're about to hear is they played the clip of Brooke Pryor from ESPN asking Tomlin the question, saying, Mike, you have one year left on your contract.
1: And he blew out out the door.
0: Walk off, home run. Um, They played the clip and then it goes to the host of the show, then Jason McCourty, And then Kyle Brandt, who I just want to give a standing ovation to for his reaction to the whole Tomlin phenomenon with the national media. So let's go to this. This is what you're about to hear is the reaction to the Tomlin walk-off on Good Morning Football and a Ron Cook mention upcoming.
2: Mike Tomlin
3: out of the room is Bert Lawton. He is out of PR for the Steelers. He said, anyone else have a question? And the question went down the pathway of Mike, you have one year left on your, and then it was Coach Swiftly exited the post game presser when asked about his future with the Steelers and their playoff win. Their playoff drought, excuse me, continues, and has people questioning whether Tomlin has uh, more left in him as the head coach of the Steelers. Reaction to Tomlin's walk off.
2: My reaction of just the walk off itself is you just lost a playoff game. Your season's over. For any head coach, we watched Bill Belichick handle it a few weeks ago when their season ended. Like, that's not the time to discuss what's going on with your contract. I think the larger picture is when you look at Tomlin or Cam Hayward after the game say, I don't want to be here if Mike Tomlin is not the head coach. And that's the sentiment that you've heard for all the the players in the Steelers locker room. But around there, like Ron Cook, I was reading in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, his thing was, it's time. Mike Tomlin needs to lead the Steelers. They've lost five straight playoff games. They've given up at least 35 in all of those games. I don't know. Mike T just just seems like the guy. Everything he says, he does. But they haven't found success in the postseason at all. I thought it was totally disrespectful what he did. I didn't like it at all. Sirianni was rifled with questions about his contract, and he handled it with dignity. Here's where I come out. I'm pretty much done hearing the thing that Mike Tom is never on losing season. I get it. It's impressive. But it's like saying, well, I've never struck out. Can you ever hit a home run? Can you hit a double? Because that team shows up for years now in the wild card and they get blown out, and everyone just bows down to Tomlin It's this amazing thing. I, I, I know there's a lot of Steelers fans who're like, I, we don't worship the altar of Mike Tomlin like the media does. They, they got crushed last night. They came out and were destroyed. And I don't like the act. I think it's dumb. I, I, you can, you can answer the question any way you want. I'll walk off. It's one of those deals where, like, when Drabo got fired, everyone was like, "There well, you go." Every team that was Woody Kyle
0: hiding. Brandt, Jason Forty. Right. And, right. and, and, and I agree with Kyle Brandt a hundred percent. I do too. And I haven't heard that maybe a little more
1: of hearing about the non losing season.
0: It's impressive. It's impressive. But like he said, it's like, that was a great analogy, by the way, I wish I had thought of that. Well, years ago, it's like saying I never strike out. All right. I can't get any er hits. Do you ever get a Homer? Do you ever get a double? Come on. Win a playoff game. Like if this was, if this was, in a vacuum this season, Ron. If, if they were doing what the Steelers did. Man, it's been a long time, hasn't it been? A decade or more ago or so. They were regularly winning a playoff game here and there. Then, then a game like this, you lay in no T.J. Watt. Yeah, he's right. The third string quarterback. Of course, by choice, the third string quarterback. Because the guy that he chose in the first round, he doesn't deem as good enough for down the stretch this season. You live with it, but it's one after another, after another, after another, and you look up and seven years later, seven years, Sean, what's your first conscious memory? How old were you? Maybe five? Yeah, I would say probably four, four to five. All right. So let,
1: let, let's Sean, tack. don't call me Seth, was an early developed kid. He you was. Know? Most kids don't remember his, something yeah. until five, but he thinks he remembered it at four. At four, perhaps.
0: At four and a half. Pretty yeah. impressive. So let's go to five then. So let's tack on seven years plus the five that you have no conscious memory, really, of what's happening. There are kids now entering what, their freshman year of high school? Just about? Close to it? Definitely junior high. Eighth grade anyway? Who have no conscious memory of the Pittsburgh Steelers winning a playoff game. And as I mentioned earlier, Ron, not as an insult but as a fact, although it's probably an insult, they've become a pitiable afterthought around the NFL. Oh, the Steelers, Phil Simms said after the game, making sure to get to the point before they went on to the real games next week. The Steelers tried hard, is basically what he said. I want to make sure I mention that. They tried hard. They are always in it. Yet nobody, nobody. I want to know the last time somebody said, man, the Steelers, watch out for them in the AFC. They could actually go to the Super Bowl. Probably the first half of the year or so of Ben's second last year. But since then, Ron, like I said earlier, it reminds me, you read the John Thompson book, right? I did, tremendous. When he talked about first going into the Big East, he was the upstart at Georgetown. And he said, everybody when I was the upstart, and they would beat my butt, would come up to me after the game. Oh, congratulations, you guys try hard. Your kids are great. When I started beating their ass, (laughs) Then it was, nobody's congratulating me. Everybody hates me. That's what you want to be in the NFL. Not the team that everybody says, oh, look at the Steelers. Don't they try hard? They try hard. Good year, Steelers. Good try. Get in there and do it again next year. Be on that playoff bubble and get blown out in a wild card game so we can all say what a great job your coach did. No, you want to be the team that everybody hates, that everybody wants to trash. That's the team you want to be.
1: You know, I just saw up here on ESPN that one of their topics, and it it hit me just for basically what you said, uh, who is the most disappointing, Dallas or Philly? Because they both had high expectations, right? right? There's no, who's most disappointing, Cleveland or the Steelers? There's none of that talk because, well, Cleveland's Cleveland, right? And the Steelers are, are just another team right now, just another team.
0: Low expectations, Team L.P., that's what they are. Low ex- or T-L-E, I should say, Ron, not L-P. Low expectations. <laughs> and that can be a miserable life or it can be a very easy life. Nobody expects very much from you. Get a C. Actually, the more I think about it, that was my life as a child. Low expectations, low and you, reward. And
1: you got C's. Yeah. And, and your mom, mom said, you're average, Joe. You're average. She was fine.
0: You tried, did, did you try hard? That. I did. Well, congratulations on the C. Nobody expects much and if you get a B minus, oh they have a party at the house for you. <laughs> Your teacher's going wild. <laughs> if the Steelers Mrs. Mintz even smiles. Yeah, if you came back next year with Mason Rudolph and won a playoff game, you know, against the upstart Las Vegas Raiders or something like that, or anybody, my god, we'd have a ticker tape parade. Uh, unbelievable to see that the state of the franchise. That's why I asked Peter King about it and I thought that he was rather um I won't say myopic, but he just looked at this season and there you go. They had a nice season. Nice little third season. string
1: quarterback.
0: Nice little season. Even though Steelers. Tomlin picked the quarterbacks. Right. So all of that brings us to where? To you. That's what? 412-928-9370. Tomlin's walk-off general state of the franchise and the ball game yesterday. The floor is open for you. Uh, fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service providing trusted plumbing an HVAC service for over 50 years. Sean Myers, go ahead, buddy. Who do we got? All right. We're going to go to Jack Jacko in
2: California. Hello, Jacko. Hey guys, morning. Hey, uh, let me, let me, let me start with this. <clears throat> I talked to a lot of Steeler fans out here in California on the east coast, and I'm trying to get through to these young listeners, uh, these young Steeler fans and say, look, It's about Super Bowl championships, not winning seasons. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that, really. You know, I've been a Steeler fan for 57 years, and I had a guy yesterday. He said, oh, we had a great year. I said, and I'm just shaking my head, come on, really? But you guys are right on the money, and Joe, you said it last week, if they don't win, this is a failed season. There's no doubt about it. I hear here in L.A., the Dodgers had two bad uh, playoff exits. It's a failed season. You hear it from the fans. And you also talked about the Steelers are a million miles away. No doubt about it. They'll be over, what, the over-under will be eight, as you mentioned. They'll be predicted fourth in the AFC North next year. They won't even be predicted for the playoffs. Here we go again, another 26 years between, like, Ben and Bradshaw. And gee, Heck, I may not even be around to see another Super Bowl the way this is going. But I saw Tomlin go off the stage. And all I can say is, Mike, keep walking. It's time to make the change. People will say, who are we going to bring in? Well, I'll give you three names right now. How about Grable? How about Harbaugh? How about Carroll? How about an unknown
0: coordinator like they've done the last three times or a relatively unknown coordinator? You know what I mean? The only way Mike or uh, Mike, I was about to call Ron Mike. Mike. My only disagreement with you, Jacko, is I don't think that people it's Super Bowl or bust. That, there's Win a, a playoff th- game. There's a wide yeah. gulf between winning the Super Bowl and winning a playoff game. I think people, and, and I would include myself here, would be fine with what's happening here if every once in a while you made a little bit of a run. Th- th- not I even that. If you hold them just to winning Super Bowls, man, then everybody's going to be unhappy in every city pretty much all the time.
1: Thanks, Jacko, for the call. Appreciate it. There's a big gulf, as you said, Joe. I mean... Well, that's what I hear Cam say last night. I love Cam. I love Cam. Are the guys in this room are good enough to win a Super Bowl. How about winning a
0: playoff game? It was quite something to see while that conversation that we just played from Good Morning Football to see up on the screen. And I even took a Photoshop of it. It was as it was there were two very unusual sightings with the graphics this morning. One was Bill Belichick completes interview with Atlanta Falcons. Oh, my God. That's one I didn't have, but but that so, happened. Somebody
1: said it took 28 minutes and three seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you laugh, but it's it's pretty funny. Oh, is
0: that good? So while they were talking on Good Morning Football, the graphic was, and I guarantee you there's millions of people around the country who are surprised. Wow. Really? That's, that's a fact because all I hear from the national media is how Pittsburgh's always in it and Tomlin's doing this amazing job. Steelers, five straight playoff losses. Bullet item number two, seven years without a postseason win. Last in 2016. Man, you have people saying, you know, in Houston, even we've won playoff games since then. In Detroit, even we've won a playoff game since then. It's unbelievable. Back to the lines, Sean. All right, we're going to go to Bert in Blonox. Hello, Bert in Blonox.
3: Hey, um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, wow, I I called in to say some things, but now after listening to this on the hold for all this time, I'm I think you guys you guys have me convinced the other way. But uh, I I don't know. I I feel like looking at. You know, looking at it from a macro standpoint, yeah, it, it looks, it doesn't look good for uh, Coach T there. But, uh, um, but the micro uh, thing, I, I don't know. I think people are, I don't want to make excuses for what, what went on yesterday in Buffalo. But, you know, you go up there without one of the best, one of the best, if not the best defensive player in the NFL on the sidelines and in a hostile environment. And I, I don't know. I'm surprised they, uh, did as well as they did. And then, as far let as let me Rudolph, just interrupt
1: you real quick, Bert. Joe, sure, sure, uh, Joe, do you want to sure. give your rundown on some of the guys from Buffalo who were missing yesterday? Well, first of all, a they're, ton
0: of defensive guys. Their version of TJ Watt is Matt Milano, a first team all pro last year. Uh, I'd say a top five linebacker in the whole NFL, uh, if not top three. He's been gone forever, and his replacement was gone. Tradavius White great corner not quite what he used to be because he was he was injured last year he comes back he's injured his replacement's gone seven regulars from buffalo's defense have been injured in the last two weeks and were not a factor at least in the second half so i game.
1: i get it about tj i get it but the other team did had didn't have guys either
3: yeah yeah okay that's fair i mean uh, you know what i i, I don't want to you you guys might not agree with this analogy but it would, you know, okay. Um, if you you take in the you count the uh, lack of Buffalo starter defensive players that were are pretty good or or, or great players. I mean, would you would you uh, think that if Buffalo came to Acushier Stadium, okay, without uh josh allen as the quarterback do you think you'd give them much of a chance of beating the steelers in a playoff game at home without their key offensive player versus like how the steelers went in there yeah, i mean with no
0: key, no find a way yeah. to overcome it but it's one year of seven yeah. as well it's one year yeah, of seven yeah. right and, it, it, and as great as
1: tj watt is and it could be defensive player of the year I'm sorry, no uh he's not as valuable as Josh Allen is to the Bills.
0: And look at the comments inside the Steelers' own locker room. Like I know there's there's a, a, maybe a large faction out there who think that that the media is still being too tough on Mike Tomlin. Who think, you know, Brooke Pryor was unfair, probably think me and you are being unfair, etc. Uh Ryan Scarpino used to work in the Steelers' PR department. His tweet said a lot here. We're going to play, by the way, Najee Harris's remarks from after the game yesterday, which were very interesting. I thought cams were very interesting too. Maybe not in the way that he intended. Uh, Ryan tweets out, Ron, Minka's comments about guys not wanting to work for it, right? We heard those earlier this season, as blatant as could be. TJ's comments about guys not wanting to practice. What he told Rich Eisen. Warren and DJ's comments about taking the Cardinals lightly. And now Nodges remarks about needing more structure and rules in-house. Is Tomlin still the right guy? Fair question. I think a lot of these guys don't don't believe that they're insulting or undercutting or undermining their coach, but I'm sorry. If you're T.J. Watt and you come out and you say, man, these guys just don't want to practice for him, some guys, that's an indictment of him.
1: Well, Nodges, I heard his quotes. I'm not talking about the coach. But we need more discipline. We need change in-house. Right, right. Well, who's going to make the change
0: in-house if not the coach? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Eh, I don't know, man. It just feels like a natural parting that could be great for both sides, as you wrote today. I'm just not sure that it's going to happen. We'll get to more of your calls next, 412-928-9370. And we'll hear from Najee what he had to say some really eye-opening stuff after the game fan twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township visit them at southhillskia.net fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you and you know that's what I'm talking about too Ron with low expectations Peter King said it this last caller said it what do you expect you go into Buffalo Without T.J. Watt. Third string quarterback. They were in the game. It was a good try. Way to try. You know, win one. The Bills are beatable. They had like a quarter of their defense on the field. I realize they have a beast at quarterback in Josh Allen. So how about this? How about at the end of the first half when the Bills, for the one little slice of game, were clearly reeling, feeling the pressure that you and I talked about with Bob yesterday, Ron? And there's 48 seconds left, and they sack Josh Allen. And you can tell the Bills just want to get to the half. Let's get out of here. This, this, this opponent that we have against the ropes, the whole first half is suddenly fighting back. Let's just get to the half. And Tomlin, instead of throwing a punch while he finally, the one time in the fight, he's got somebody on the ropes. Instead of throwing a big punch, doesn't throw a punch at all. Not even a jab. He's got second and eighteen or whatever it was. They don't have a punter. Their punter just got injured, and instead of making Josh Allen either try to make a play or simply just get them to punt, maybe without their punter, he lets the time run down. Calls timeout with two seconds left. I I couldn't believe.
1: You know what? What about uh, scared money don't make money exactly? You know?
0: there, he, he seemed to be either he just wasn't aware that the Bills punter was hurt. Or he was afraid of Josh Allen making a big play on second and 18 when clearly, and this was their opportunity. Some people could say when it was 24-17, whatever, Josh Allen was going to make a play when needed. You could tell that in the second half. Um, and again, again, the, 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 the golfer whose 50-yard approach goes right of, right of the green into the rough. Nice shot. You know, nice try. It was 24-17. Big deal. When he actually had a chance, what are you doing? What the hell was he doing at the end of the half? I don't know. I, I said the same thing. Everyone in America did. Even Nance and Romo almost were, were critical of Tomlin there. Although I think Romo actually he defended. said I wouldn't
1: it. have called a timeout either. That's what I couldn't have believed at all.
0: So you know, yeah, great Make try, a punt but we could the, have with
1: their place kicker
0: and see what happens. Yes, but he's not
1: used to catching the ball. Maybe he drops the snap if you
0: punt it, or get the ball back with 30 seconds left. He maybe he does a crappy punt and get a field goal. Boz was cranking him from 55 or 60 in warmups, so add that when you're adding. What a nice try it was. It could have been a nicer try. Nine two eight ninety three seventy. Cook and Joe. Let me get to Gina G. And Petro here, uh, Sean, because she's one of my favorite topics. If you've ever sold a home before, you know things don't always go smoothly. Pat in Pittsburgh didn't have the best experiences with realtors before calling Gina G. Petro. Pat had listed his home with two other agents before Gina. There were only six showings in a stretch of more than two years, and his home didn't sell. He lost all hope. It's a very sad story at this point, but we interject to say when Gina told Pat she'd sell his home in less than two weeks, he thought about it, but he still didn't believe her. And then he was shocked when Gina told him there was an offer. It only ended up taking her 10 days. Gina lived up to her word. She always does. And Pat was able to sell his home. You can't lose in this situation. Gina sits down with you. You agree on a price and a deadline. Deadline passes. Home isn't sold. Gina will have it bought and turned into a rental. Call the only agent I would trust if I needed to sell my home in Pittsburgh. Gina G. And Petro of Remax Select Realty. Call Gina 724 724- Six oh two ninety seven fifty two. Google GM Petro of Remax Select Realty and look up Gina That's Gina Well, players have not been shy about speaking up when they see problems in this room with whatever you want to call it, the culture, the entire dynamic they see with teammates not practicing hard, not <clears throat> not trying hard enough. In have I mean, we, seen in Blake, games. Yeah, and practice, right, games and practice. I mentioned Ryan Scarpino's tweet from earlier used to work for the Steelers. Minka's comments about guys w- wanting to work for it or not wanting to work for it. TJ's comments, guys not wanting to practice. Warren and DJ's comments about taking the Cardinals lightly. And now Naja's remarks about needing more structure and rules in-house. I'm not saying anything about the coaches, though. Who's he talking about? I mean, I don't, I don't think they think they are talking about the head coach anyway. But But who else can you think of when you hear that? Nobody. He says, is Tomlin still the right guy? Fair question. Ron, I just saw somebody in the hallway. I said, you had to bet right now Tomlin coming back. He said yes. I, I I agree with that. I actually think, and I don't even know if they're going to address it because they may not feel like there's anything to address. Right. What's he's, there to
1: address? He's got a year left on his contract. Only I've heard the speculation, and I think Ray Fittipaldo is a big one on this, how are they going to get a top offensive coordinator if they know the coach is in his last year of his deal?
0: Oh, I don't think they're going to have him go into the last year of his deal. Well, He's,
1: No, he, you said they're not going to say anything. I mean, now, but then maybe in July. Yeah, but if you're going to hire that guy right now, the offensive coordinator, don't you have to let him know that Tomlin's here for the long haul?
0: You don't think they will?
1: Without saying it publicly. Yeah. Okay, Maybe. Maybe.
0: Plus, it's the Steelers and it's Tomlin. If I'm a coordinator, I'm probably thinking I'm pretty safe. Okay. They don't have to say it publicly. No, they don't. If that's their intention is to extend him, And I believe it is. Uh, I don't have any hard and fast information. I just believe it based on how they've operated.
1: Absolutely, that's fair.
0: So let's hear a little bit of what Najee said in the locker room sean why don't we hear him i think this was courtesy of the post gazette oh like in-house rules like not like not no changes or not coach like that it's just the rules that that are in the building that you know we got to be more disciplined we got to be a more more uh we got to be more committed you know i'm not saying that we're not but you know just coming from a place um that, that 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 has structure um and you know coming just and just seeing like you know you know, we probably could help get help in these areas It we might make a change. I think that that's that's something uh, that's something we could help. I'm not saying nothing about coaches or anything like that. I'm just saying more of just in house rules. You know, that that's that's all I'm saying. Uh,
3: well
1: that, who else that, makes yeah, the in house rules? Exactly. It's not the trainer that makes the in house rules. And I love that I came I come from a place. Of structure. I came, I came structure. from Alabama where they had rules and there was one guy in charge and it was Nick Saban. And, uh, but I'm not saying anything about the coaches. I, I, I just I don't understand that. That's just a contradiction to me. And I'm not saying his point isn't valid, but that's exactly who he's talking about.
0: Maybe inadvertently, yes. Do you think intentionally? Do you think he uh, wants it known that Tomlin is? Uh, I think
1: it's inadvertently. I don't think he adds one and one and gets two.
0: But who else is going to make those in-house changes? Who else creates that? Maybe the internal leadership the structure, of the team? Right. I don't know. I think you have to say that that's been lacking as well. How can you not? Now, maybe nobody could control some of these guys. I think Mike Tomlin's greatest strength in recent years is digging out of holes that he helped create. That's the problem. You know, when Peter King comes on and tells us, you know, oh, did you, know, did you expect them to be in the game yesterday? And, and others say... Well, look at the season they had. They were 7 and 7, right? But they dug themselves a hole by losing to two, two and 10 teams in 5 days. And then he helped dig them out of it to the point where their head was just above where the hole was dug. You know? Just good enough to live. Just just good enough to bring them back to respectability. I don't know that if that's my coach's greatest strength is digging out of holes that he created. Just to the point of respectability. Where are we really going here? I give them credit for that, going but then I give them discredit for being two and six. They're going last
1: nowheresville year. is where they're going. I mean, it's just they're in that messy middle, like you like to call it.
0: Nine two eight ninety three seventy. It really is. I mean, I've been saying that for years, and of course, a lot of other people say it too. The worst place to be in professional sports is right in the middle. Look at the Patriots. And I said, Ron, we talked about this going into the Patriots game. I wrote a column about it. Would you rather be the Patriots right. right now? It's kind of fun if you're the Steelers. Hey, you can get to the playoffs and lose. You can do that for sure. Maybe even win a game. And it's fun going into the last weekend. But it, I, it
1: was it was fun around here last week. Sure, It's fun every year it,
0: in, in the last have weekend. A hope up yeah, there, you know? every year you get that. What you don't get is what. And I wrote at the time. I bet you're jealous of Patriots fans. They're so bad. That they're gonna get what you want here, a new coach and a quarterback, and that's exactly how it's turning out. Belichick is gone, and they have the third pick in the draft. And track. they're
1: gonna get a quarterback.
0: So when you live every year in in Bubbleville, where you're where you're <laughs> constantly on the bubble, you never get that. Bubbleville. It's it's just good enough to justify keeping the coach, and you don't get your chance at the quarterback. I mean, you could. There's it reminds me of the Chargers, except the difference is they do have that quarterback, right? right? Yeah, They're kind of in the same boat, except you feel a lot better about their future because they have the answer, the, the biggest position of need. So the 17 non-losing seasons, which is cumbersome to even say, is, is impressive. It is. But it also, there's a downside to it. It prevents you from having the one really bad season that gets you Terry Bradshaw or Ben. In a, in a good year for quarterbacks or in the Patriots case, I just uh, we, we had Peter King tell us he thinks the Bears are going to keep Justin Fields. They're going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. I'd rather be them. I would rather have forsaken the fun of the last three weeks or so and gone into the draft getting Drake May or Caleb Williams and having a new coach. I would I would I would rather be them for one year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear you. Uh, again, I never uh, encourage tanking, or I know you get benefits from it, but I just don't like where this team is and where it's headed. Um, uh, the coach hasn't got it done as of late, and they don't have a quarterback in my opinion, and that's a bad combination.
0: Sean, who you got? We are going to go back out to California as Chris wants to chime in. Hey, Chris, what's up?
2: Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, just quick—uh, not quick question, but quick um message. Uh, this message is for Omar Khan. Hey, make a deal with Philly and send Kenny Pickett to Philadelphia. We'll welcome him home. Come home, Kenny.
0: Who's we? And why would they want Kenny Pickett? Is he still there? Nope, he left. That was his message. hell is message? That guy talking about?
1: I, you know, I know Jalen Hurts did not have a good year. He didn't.
0: Is he suggesting a one-on-one deal?
1: No, I think he's suggesting, you know, if you guys don't want Pickett, we'll take him here in Philadelphia. Okay, then so, the Steelers so, will take Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I would, I would make that trade, too.
0: I know he had a bad I, year. I know
1: he had a bad year, too.
0: Next. First, let me tell you this, Sean. Uh not Seth. Yes, vacations begin here at the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase presented by AAA Travel, January 19th through the 21st at the David Lawrence Convention Center. There's exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping tickets at pittsburghtravelshowcase.com, where the adventure is waiting for you. And the 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Also, the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Seth, Sean? We're going to go to Steve in the car. Hi, Steve.
2: Hey, guys. I know this is a rotten day today, but I have a question for you guys.
1: Yes? Since the Super Bowl against Green
2: Bay and all the playoff performances under Tomlin, do you honestly believe what you saw in the past that this guy's able to take us to another Super Bowl?
1: I'm at the point where I don't. No. no. I don't. They haven't won a playoff game in seven years. That's what I said. Cam last night said, hey, we're good enough to win a Super Bowl. How about winning a playoff game, right? That's,
2: that's what I want to say. And then what's the reasoning? Either the Rooney's don't want to get involved in the coaching decision or they don't think there's nothing wrong. Well, there's one prominent
0: Rooney who's making such decisions, and he thinks well, this think, is – I'll hang up and listen. Okay. He thinks this has been good enough. And what it's been – It's not good enough. 2018, 9-6-1, and crumble down the stretch. Best player quits, don't make the playoffs. 2019 – you lose Ben you go 8 and 8 all right you live with that 2020 you start 11 and 0 and then crumble in historic fashion to the point where you have one of the worst playoff losses at home in franchise history 2021 but you do go 12 and 4 there 2021 9 7 and 1 you get crushed in the wild card game 2022 9 and 8 miss the playoffs 2023 10 and 7 quickly turns into 10 and 8 with another two touchdown playoff loss that people are complimenting you for. That's basically the state of the franchise as I see it, Ron. You? Uh,
1: not good enough is how I see it. I'm with you 100%. Uh it it's, there's no reason this season was a failure. Uh, for me, um you know, it looked like they could win the division when they were 6 and 3 and facing uh you know, teams with quarterbacks every bit as Shaky is theirs, and they ended up losing all those games, going to 7-7 before winning three in a row. It's, it's a disappointing failure of a season
0: for me. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. We'll continue with calls on anything you want to talk about. Tomlin's walk-off has been a popular topic. His future, a popular topic. What we haven't talked about is the game itself a lot. Was that actually a fake slide, I was going to say, by Kenny Pickett? By Josh oh, Allen, That was a fake one by Pickett
1: in that ACC championship game.
0: Well, that certainly was. We'll talk about yesterday's with Josh Allen, the officiating in general, the play of Mason Rudolph. We'll get into the game just a little bit while keeping the big picture in mind here. Join Doug Whaley and 93.7 The Fan at La Familia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge as we host a great night of cigars, fun, and football talk. It's Monday, January 29th from 6 to 8 p.m. You get dinner, cigar, and drink. With your specially priced ticket, just $93.70 plus tax and gratuity. Only 25 are available for this exclusive event. Call the restaurant and join Doug and 937 the fan at Ala Familia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge, 412 488 1440. Ron? Joe, I want to talk about Mr. Reuter
1: Plumbing. You've been hearing me talk about him for almost three years now, uh, and it's a company that's growing bigger and better every year. One of the reasons. I think Mr. Rooter Plumbing is Pittsburgh's best, is the, their trenchless pipelining techniques. What I'm talking about is you might have a fractured sewer line in your property. In my day on Clearview Street, Chippewa Township, Beaver Falls, you had to dig up your yard and driveway to fix that shattered uh, sewer line. Now with the techniques and equipment and techs that Mr. Rooter Plumbing have has with their trenchless pipelining, they can fix the problem a lot more efficiently and at a lot cheaper cost. And who doesn't like cheaper and efficient? Write down a number. You don't have to have a major plumbing problem like that, even something minor like a broken water heater. The only number to call Mr. Rooter Plumbing, 412 Rooter 2 412 Rooter 2 Check out the website, Mr. Uh 21 years almost in this market now. I can't recommend him enough. Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Why,
0: well, thank you, Ron. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com snow throughout the day, high of 19 and a low of 7. What did you think of the officiating in the game? George Pickens didn't have a high opinion of it. Some people feel like there's a vast conspiracy out against the Steelers. Let's talk about that coming up next on Cookin' Joe.